What up, y'all? It's Shayla. NVA. And this is Girl, What's Up With That? Your weekly check-in in your head. Your best friends in your oh, head. Oh, shit. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, it's Do been... it again. Start it over. Oh, okay. No, don't start it over. You're going to leave that part in there, but you're just going to start the whole thing over. Oh. <laughs> I haven't seen you like in person in mm-hmm. a while. It's been a while. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yep. What up, y'all? It's Shayla. NVA. And this is Girl, What's Up With That? Your weekly check-in with your best friends in your head. Hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Lord. Okay, so today we are in studio. Yeah. It's been a while. It's been a minute. So... It's funny seeing your face because you keep me on track. I'm so excited to be be back. I can be as unprepared as I want to be. Oh, Lord. <laughs> we also have a guest, and he's looking at us like we're crazy, and it's totally fine. Yeah. No, I'm just, you know, getting used to the intro. Okay, yeah. I wanted to do an intro where, like, we clap, and then we make sounds, and she's like, no, we would have to do that every day. And I was like, oh, okay, that's what's up. Yeah, I thought that'd be kind of difficult to remember. To remember the clap sequence, yeah. but whatever. <laughs> whatever. So. Are you going to introduce our guest? Uh, do we have to? I mean, he's your guest. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want us to introduce you now? Uh, yeah, why not? <laughs> he said, uh, sure, whatever. Okay, so tonight we're going to have a guest because we have a special episode for you guys. So hopefully you're excited. I have with us Kern Williams, born and raised in Las Vegas after attending Valley High School. That's the school my mama worked at. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. He went on to study marketing at Utah State where he dominated as a running back girl. Whoa. So he he fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Um, and he... He did that before he embarked on a seven-year career with the NFL. Oh, wow. So now he's back in his hometown, where he's supposed to be. Thank you for coming home. We like y'all always to come home. Yes, yes. And he's operating a convenience store located in downtown Las Vegas called Enrich Bodega. Oh. So he's going to tell us all about that. And he has a few other businesses. Okay. Not a few. He got a lot. He got a lot. Anything more than one is a lot to me. Okay. Yeah. So I feel you. I appreciate that intro. No problem. Yeah. Welcome. Thank like, you. Thank you for having to me. Our podcast. Yes. Yes. We have everything fancy here, don't we? Yeah. So <laughs> thank you. It's for all lying. about the atmosphere. <laughs> it's all about the atmosphere. Thank you for lying. Um, <laughs> what's up with you? I haven't seen you in two weeks. I know. What the fudge? I mean, I did go to New York. So you did. You did. You did. I want to know all about Culture Con because I saw a few of my faves were there, and mm-hmm. I'm kind of jealous. CultureCon was a time. It was fun. It definitely, like, you hear people say, like, it's a place for black creatives to link up and meet mm-hmm. or whatever. But it truly is. Okay. Um, A great experience. It's like, a, it really is like a big cookout. Like, honestly, like, there's, there's things to do. And they had hot link playing. sandwiches? No, nah, girl. Oh, okay. It's like a bougie cookout. Oh, okay. But they had gumbo. Oh. Yeah. Well, gumbo. shit. Yeah. <laughs> that's a fancy cookout. Yeah. My, the only downside was that day one, it rained the entire day. Really? And in New York, it's already cold. And when I, and I'm not saying like, oh, a Vegas cold. I'm saying like 62 degrees. Like cold, like nipples hard for no reason. 62 degrees is cold. Oh. And then it was windy, so. Oh, so the weather wasn't good for you. Yeah, wasn't the best. Did you see any rats? I saw one rat. (gasps) Shut the fuck up. Yeah, when we were in the subway. Ooh. Mm -mm. Well, it wasn't Mm -mm. in the subway. It was like running on the tracks before the subway came. Oh, man. 
Because I hear they're trying to starve them out I, I in certain areas in New York. I only, I only saw one. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they dying. Yeah. Master splinter, count your motherfucking days. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a scary rat. Yeah. So did you learn anything from any good workshops? Who did I you did. love to see? I have a lot of notes and stuff in my phone and like taking pictures of people's, like they had like stuff up on the screen and so they had displays and all okay. of that. Okay. Um, Dr. Joy for um, Therapy from Black Girls. The yes. Podcast, she was there and she dropped a gym. And when I tell you I'm going to carry this with me for the rest of my life, I'm taking it to the grave with me. She said, the intimacy, intimacy you seek is on the other side of the difficult conversation you are avoiding. Mm, that's deep. Yeah. That's like yeah. deep, deep. Yeah. So Dr. seeing Dr. Joy, that was good. Um, she oh, she has a good time. Obviously, Saturday was really like the big day. That's where like all the heavy hitter were, hitters were. You know, you had Jerome Gerard, Marseille Martin, Tiana Taylor, Issa Rae. What what did I they know, say? What they say? What happened? Tell us what I happened. Was gonna ask me about this. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, Glenda McNeil. For those of you who Glenda McNeil is a black she's woman. a black woman. Yes, she just light. Yes, I believe, and I don't my know dad, for sure, dad, but I believe her both of her parents are black. I could be wrong. Uh, they might be Creole. Yeah, but she is a black woman. Um, however, I am not a part of the group of people who feel like, oh, because she's a black woman, that gives her an excuse. No, she doesn't get an excuse. She does not. And as someone who has a difficult name, I don't care what color you are, you're going to call me exactly what my name is. Um, but yes, she did um, pronounce Issa's name wrong on more than one occasion. So outside of the video that has circulated all over the Internet, mm-hmm. it happened on more than one occasion. Um, but it was kind of like, I guess, because I have you know a difficult name. It was kind of surreal to be in a room full of people mm-hmm. that like were behind Issa that way. Like, yeah, yes. like we support her, we support her, work, we don't, we, but we don't know her. Yeah. So for the for her to continuously be saying her name wrong, and then as a collective, it was like honestly the best way I can describe how it happened is like there was a choir director. The choir director did his hands for everybody to stand up. And he said one, two, three, four, and everybody was like, "It's Issa." Like it all happened. Issa. <laughs> okay. Like it all happened so fast, <clears throat> right? Literally. <laughs> what would um, you call her? It's a. I, I don't even. Issa. I don't even remember. Oh man. Um, Damn. Glenda. I have it on video too, but she kept saying it, and she never apologized to Issa. And Issa, like as it was happening, if you go back and watch the video, you, if you if you quit paying attention to Glenda, if you look, look at, at her Issa, face from the moment she walked out, so she when she introduced her, like coming to the stage, da, 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 I have that video, and in her introduction of bringing Issa on stage, she said her name wrong. So once Issa got on stage, from the minute she walked on stage, her face she was pissed because anyone who hasn't been paying attention to her, she did an interview with the Chicago Tribune in 2016 where she said that's literally her biggest pet peeve. Yeah. Cause isn't her name shortened? No, I don't. Issa. Well, Cause isn't it Issa? Mm, I she, got, let me check it. I think it's like D I O. Yeah, she's from Senegal. So. First name. Yeah. Um, don't give me the line. Don't correct me. Don't start singing, please. <laughs> I I am part of the community, like Glenda. <laughs> I am one of you. I yeah. am the cult girl. Shut up. Yeah. So, um, and then like I said, she continues to say what really like blew my hair back. Wasn't the like when the the group as a collective corrected her what blew my hair back is when she asked her the question she was like uh, Glenda asked Issa who your dream collab would be like if you could work with anyone who would your dream collab be besides me (laughs) why would I want to work with you and you just said my name wrong 12,000 times damn yeah so it was just a very uncomfortable and awkward interview um 
when I tell you that when the interview was over, Issa hightailed her ass off that stage. Okay. And she they ended up giving her an award. So they literally had to like wait for her to come back because Issa was getting the fuck up out of there. Damn. Yeah. yeah. It's Joe Issa. That's her first name. Wow. Which makes more sense because in that 2016 interview, she said someone called her Issa. And she's like, it sounds like if you take the ma off of Melissa, and she's mm-hmm. like, it sounds incomplete. Yeah. And so she's saying like how some fan or whatever came up to her in the, in, in the airport and was like, ah, <laughs> Issa. That ain't my name, bitch. Yeah. So, yeah, that did happen. But overall, as a whole, Culture Con was really good. That's good. Um, I had fun. Got a lot of content, of course. Good. Got. Were you able to rest and reset? And... Yes. Okay. Um, I did. On, I got back Monday night, but and Tuesday I, I pretty much rested and. Because I mean, you came back with a whole bunch of fucking ideas, my nigga. I know I did. <laughs> I like, the You're like, he did it. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Not she was with the creatives. <laughs> I haven't been on my zooms. You've been gone. I've been twirling around <laughs> making dumbass TikToks. Uh, yeah. Whoo, the struggle. Yeah. So. I was definitely inspired. Um, you guys, I can tell you right now, you're definitely going to see some things coming from us in the coming months. Yeah, uh, happy holidays. <laughs> <laughs> ho, 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 ho. But it, overall, it was really great. I definitely want to go again. Okay. Um, this time, would you do the L.A. one? Or would you still go back to I New York? I would probably do L.A. Okay. Um, now that I know what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, although the L.A. Sh- the well, L.A. show, the L.A. Culture Con, if I remember correctly, was only one day. The only reason I didn't go to L.A. this year is because it was on my birthday. Correct. Um, but I, I believe it was only one day. And I, I would hope that it was two days because on you have to kind of like pick. Like, are you going to sit and listen to the speakers? Or are you going to go and do the activations and, like, right. all of that? Right, okay. Because the lines are dumb long. But I also feel like the Brooklyn one probably had a lot more people. It was a lot bigger than the L.A. one. Yeah. But the lines were dumb long. And, you know, the infant planner in me, like, I just, there's just certain things that I was like, mm, you guys should have done this, or you should have done this, or the key right. for this should be that way, or where are the heating lamps? Y'all had no contingency plan for the rain, and, like, things like <laughs> <laughs> Not you was over there planning. Yeah, so, and, of course, you know, they provide you with the survey at the end of a, any conference, any conference you go and to. And I those. bet you wrote I some fucking notes. I haven't written, uh, I haven't done it yet, but, yes, the notes are there. Look, she said, I'm just ready to press yeah. in on the bitch okay you know so but yeah overall it was a great experience that's I good I'm glad you went yeah if you are creative and you're able to go go okay um it's it's worth it it's definitely worth it okay cool you didn't throw your hat up like Mary Tyler Moore no oh man it was, I mean, when I tell y'all it was cold he was like let me keep my ears covered yeah. <laughs> And that's not like me being little and framed and no, like at some point, I think one night like it dropped down to like 50 something like that. Oh, for real? Yeah. I hate it when it gets cold. Yeah. So I was not, I hate and it. I had like the appropriate clothing. Like I wasn't like one of those people from Vegas who go somewhere and I'm like, oh, I just have my little shrish shrish jacket, you know. Windbreakers. Yeah. They're called windbreakers. Um, it's a shrish shrish Starter jacket. jackets. When are they going to bring those back? Like the They're starter jackets back. with the pullovers. And you have the little flap in the front and you put stuff in there. Oh, these talk about the big ones. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I want one. I'm I, I guess I'm gonna write I'm sure somebody for Kwanzaa. On, I'm sure you can get it on Dear eBay. Kwanzaa Daddy, what do you if Santa Claus is Santa Claus, what would the Kwanzaa man be? I don't know, girl. <sighs> A hotel? No. I'm not. 
I'm just I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm making everybody a can of beans for Kwanzaa. Lord have mercy. What did you do? What's been up with you? Bitch, I took a nap. Okay. I took a well-deserved nap. But I think mainly it was because I was on call for work. Oh. So it worked perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, so kicked it with some kids. Mm-hmm. Threatened to send some away to a hospital. Oh, okay. Threatened to beat a few. You know, regular stuff. Okay. <laughs> like, why y'all call me up here for this? Mm. But yeah, I was on call, so I kept it chill. Okay. So that was it. Okay. Oh, and I learned how to do the Mexican electric slide. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. I don't, okay. Went to a wedding. It was, it was like a cross between English and Spanish and you know I love a good novella so they did the electric slide but it was really really fast and that was lit like for real like they start off slow and then they speed that shit up and if you got on shoes you be careful so the next party my neighbors have I'm just hopping the fence and I'm gonna go because I know the song got it yeah Okay. maybe I'll get a taco or two is that cultural appropriation what never mind (laughs) Kerwin, what did you do this weekend? Uh, was that this weekend or last weekend? Last weekend. Oh, yeah, last weekend. Because um, this one hasn't happened yet. No. <laughs> Man, I don't think I did anything last weekend. That wasn't a... You didn't do no uh, smooth talking videos? <laughs> oh, no. Nah, I didn't. Hey, this is, what's going, this is what's going on in our neighborhood. <laughs> no, nah, I, oh, okay. I, didn't, I didn't miss the Rogers that thing last week. Darn. Uh, yeah, I was chilling. Um, I usually save my, you know, my content creation for Sunday. Oh. Yeah, that's the only day the store is closed. So that's really the only day I can get anything, anything done. But I really just been trying to balance everything, honestly. Okay. Get down to schedule. Try to mm. relax as much as I can on the weekends. Okay, because your schedule is hectic. Just a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Huh. You know he's a Gemini too. Oh. Yeah. This, this is Gemini power in mm-hmm. here. We we got our June. June Gemini, June Gemini, May Gemini. Nice. It's like yeah, a triangle. Fish, I, I, I'm glad you said that because this is officially a trine. When I talked about it in astrology, three of the same thing is a trine. Okay. Oh, okay. Nice. Mm-hmm. That was for you, KK. <laughs> <laughs> As she listens to us in a sped up speed. <laughs> Your sister's different. You know that, right? I do. Huh? Okay, just yeah. check it. <laughs> Anyway, girl, what happened? Well, I guess I can't say girl. Well, you can say girl boy. Y'all, what happened? Y'all, I like that. Y'all, what happened? Yeah. What y'all, what y'all see in the news and the media? A lot of bullshit. I mean, I thought, I was like, oh, it's going to be, we ain't had a show in two weeks. It's going to be, eh, meh, meh, meh. Great shit happened. Ain't nothing going on mm-hmm. in the world. Not at all. Nothing really worth um talking about. I will say this. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard anything about, let me knock on something about Blueface or Krishan. So, you know, speaking of life people, is good. Right. And, you know, I had like a, you know, like when you're, I guess you call it twilight when you're like kind of awake, but kind of sleep. Mm. So I had a twilight thought. Someone else that we haven't heard anything from. Who? Jonathan Majors. We haven't. And not not just him, but the case, the girl, nothing. That stage fight he broke up like a few months ago. Yeah. No, no, don't fight, girls. Mm. You're bigger than this. Yeah, don't let them even, bitches fight. But even still, like, as far as what he, you know, his public shaming or whatever. Yeah. We haven't heard anything about it. Like, and I, and we said on this episode, I said, I'm going to wait until 
whatever happens, happens before you pass judgment. Before I cast judgment. And here we are. She done left the country. Yeah. She's nowhere to be found. Why are you fleeing, girl? I thought I, you. I thought you. I thought you, you got all the power, sis. Wait, I thought you. But I'm also saying that because now Loki is backing. He's in what? He's in Loki. Oh, is he this season? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which I really... Because really, you thought they were going to write him out, huh? Well, they weren't going to write him out of this because it was already filmed. Filmed. Was done. Mm-hmm. But as far as any preceding movies, and I think, remember what I said the whole thing about Johnny Depp? I was yeah. like, they learned their lesson from Johnny Depp. Move in silence, yeah. Disney. Yeah. Y'all better shut up. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not saying he did or didn't. I'm not saying he right or wrong. All I'm saying is you can't always, what's my, you know, some of you bitches are dumb. Jeez. <sighs> what else did you see? OMG. So, Carisha, please. Carisha. I want her to go away. Oh, for real? You don't like Carisha? No. She's a terrible actress. But <laughs> she besides that, Buenas noches, Ella Roaches. Anyway, Carisha, please, her whatever. What is is it a podcast for real? Yeah. Her podcast won at the BT Hip Hop Awards. And that's kinda odd. <laughs> so the Breakfast Club has something to say. Drink Champs has something to say. As they should. Did Crystal and Kid Fury have something to say? Because what the fuck? They were like, what were the BG Awards sponsored by Deleon? <laughs> no, for real. Did Ciroc sponsor this? Because what? I was like, wow. How did we get here? What? Who were? Who else was in the category? Do we know? Uh, let me find it. It was it was a bunch of people, but Carisha took it. Carisha, please. Uh, I guess. They was like, are we not going to say anything? Like, is this normal? <laughs> Because she doesn't even have all those episodes. So the other nominees were All Hip Hop, Drink Champs, Hip Hop DX, Million Dollars Worth the Game, Rap Caviar, The Breakfast Club. She won against Rap Caviar? Yes. The Joe Budden Podcast and Double XL. Yeah. She's the only one I haven't heard of out of that group. You haven't heard of Carisha, please. Uh You know who Carisha is? Is that the uh, City Girl? Yes. Yay. Mm -hmm. One point for Kerwin. Yeah, nah. You don't listen to the City Girls? So... (laughs) If it's a popular song and it's popping, I ain't gonna lie to you though. If we're talking about, you know, just rap game in general, over the past year, I would say it's been more female artists that put out some harder songs than okay. the men. Okay. They've been giving them, uh, the producers been giving them the fire beats and they've been going ham. I can't even hold you. Okay. I'm stuck on rap for yeah. when it comes rap caviar right like, now. Yeah. I am kind of surprised at that. I mean, I do know the, the Even podcast. the Joe Budden podcast, like, say what you want about Joe Budden, there have been some really like opening like conversation openers yeah that community that have come from his podcast oh for sure but it's like people have been saying how much did did he pay she don't even drop enough episodes to be in the Jeez. nominees That's what I'm saying. but what are the qualifications i i don't know i wonder i wonder if it's one of those things like you know like the forbes 30 under 30 you have to apply yeah. like yes. they don't pick you you have to submit you submit something you uh-huh. write something so what did you write Dear BET Hip Hop Awards, it's your girl, Carisha. You know my baby daddy had died, and I think I need a win. (laughs) I also just don't understand how, like, was, like, two or three years ago, she was saying 
that she didn't want people to call her Carisha because people only people who really know her are Carisha. Like to to us, she she's young Miami, but to her family, she's Carisha. And then you turn around and make a whole podcast and a whole brand by it. Mm. Please make it make sense. I don't understand because on one you're that you got two different brands that are two different things, but you're the same person in both. Damn. I don't know. That's that's just my little marketing brain. Anyway, speaking <laughs> of marketing, what you see, girl? Um, California has become the first U.S. state that bans Skittles. Wait, what? Why? Yeah. So, you know, how we feel about Governor Newsom. If California wasn't so expensive, we would go live there. Um, he has signed um, into law a bill where California becomes the first state in the nation to ban the use of four food additives commonly found in thousands of products across the United States. This includes cereal, soda, and candy. Damn. Yeah. According to USA Today, Governor Newsom, um, on Saturday, like Saturday that just passed when I was at CultureCon, um, he signed a, which I hate that they worded it like this, but USA Today said that he signed um, the law misleadingly known as the Skittles ban. Huh. No, we as Americans, we we make up a name so people know what people are talking about. But anyway, mm. um, it prohibits the manufacturer, manufacture, sale, or distribution of bro, bromin, brominated, brominated vegetable oil, potassium bromate. This is a science word. I don't know. Kyra, don't yell at me. Um, Propyl barren and red dye three. I mean, Propyl you know what they say. If you can't pronounce it, you shouldn't be eating it. Yeah, that's true. But so. me, myself, I'm a spelling bee champ. So. Uh, <laughs> Four <laughs> chemicals are used in as many as 12,000 food products across the country, despite Damn. having never been approved by the FDA. Damn. Yeah. Um, I bet you it's in Takis. <laughs> it is. Yeah. If it's red. Treats, yeah. If it's red, it's red. Dot, yeah. Um, in, in signing the law, Governor Newsom <clears throat> said, um, this is a positive step forward until the FDA refuses reviews and establishes national regulations on the use of the four additives. Um the law will take will takes effect in 2027, which gives companies enough time to revise their recipes to include, or I'm sorry, to exclude the harmful chemicals. Mm. Wow. Yeah. And which made me wonder because, you know, I don't know what, I don't know if it's called the FDA in other countries, but it's not like Skittles are only a U.S. thing. Skittles are sold in other countries. Correct. So why, and clearly we know that their, whatever FDA version of it, they're a lot sh- more strict than ours. Mm-hmm. Right. So why would you make a different version here that you're making over there? Because we know Skittles are available over there. Yes, mm-hmm. but it's a different version. Right. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't you just... That's crazy. Well, I think it's because uh, most things, especially when it comes to dealing with the FDA, um, as long as it doesn't cross state lines, it doesn't have to be FDA approved. But how does oh. that work? Because Skittles, Skittles are still national. Uh, so if they had a, uh, if they had a, uh, if there was a manufacturing plant plant, plant in, each. in each state, then they wouldn't have to get them FDA oh, approved. Bitch. They just would be able Yo. to. It wouldn't even have to be their own plant, right? Like this, similarly, like a business, right? If you were a uh, a business that that uh, made your own candles or something, or you made a, a perishable food, mm-hmm. right? If you could use someone else's kitchen to make it as long as that kitchen was uh, was uh, verified by the state, right? So as long as it passed all the state guidelines, you could utilize that to produce that and then to sell it on the state level, right? So as long as it's uh, manufactured within the state of California or the state of Texas and you're selling it in there, it doesn't really have to be FDA approved. Well, teach the people something is shit. Yeah. For real. <laughs> what? I just took a class. No. 
America's I want to get FDA approved. Yeah, but it's kind of crazy. That's like what you said. Uh, I, I wonder if it's reactionary, that stuff in California, based on uh, what's going on in uh, other countries right now. Because I know a lot of other countries banned uh, Americanized foods in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Altogether. Yeah. Oh, because they cause cancer. Mm-hmm. Amongst other things. Mm-hmm. I know. I do notice like there are certain things. Like I love red vines, but I have to eat them because they have the red dye. And I have to eat them sparingly because I notice that I get a lot of like congestion and inflammation when I eat mm. them. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I think my whole body might be congested. It might. Like you might like have a lot of inflammation from. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I ate like three red vines today. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of um, Governor Newsom. Oh, what did our favorite governor that's too expensive for us to be a part of do? Correct. So he established the new Ebony Alert System. Did you hear about it? No. Okay, so the Ebony Ebony Alert System is to help find missing black youth and women between the ages of 12 and 25. Different than the Amber Alert, but they're going to get the same amount of news coverage and things of that nature because black folks be missing. Listen, we could be roommates. I feel like we could speak. I'm not staying in Cali. You know what? You know know how they have the duplex houses? We could could just buy one. If we can't get out the country. We going to expensive California. With all the traffic, everybody getting hyphy and dumb. Still, that's pretty salty. That's pretty icy. I think that uh, that's great though. You know how the Amber Amber Alert was created? I know you know. Ain't it Dave Thomas? No, from Wendy's. (laughs) Wendy, that's Amber. No. Oh no, that's the child he adopted. (laughs) Child. (laughs) It was because there was a girl actually named Amber, and so they test the short version. I'm giving y'all the very spark nose version but basically this girl was kidnapped was adopted and um there you know however many you have x amount of hours in order to find the person order to her, blah 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 didn't happen she was in it ended up found found dead but it was because word didn't get out fast enough hmm. uh-huh. and the little girl's name was amber word didn't get out fast enough and so i can't remember who had the idea but basically someone had the idea and they were like and it was just within the town that this kidnapping and ended, eventually murder ended up happening mm-hmm. and so it started just in their town and basically they decided that the next time it, a kid anybody went missing they were going to do this thing on on the radio the, what we now know is the amber alert mm-hmm. they're going to do this on wow. the radio and they said that the very first time they did it word got out so fast because they were looking for somebody's car they were looking for a car they were looking for the license plate so they got on the radio and they said we're looking for a car it's whatever color here's a license plate and within I think they said within like two hours they found the person mm-hmm. and it started in one small town and then it just slowly like so it was like one radio station over here somebody's like oh guess what they're doing at the radio station over there and that's how that's yep. crazy. And then her mom um, and her brother ended up, like, it, you know, d- doing all the steps and it got to legislation. And that's how now we have the Amber the Alert. Amber Alert. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we can see the same groundwork with the Ebony Alert because um, Governor Newsom was just like the fact that last year over 130,000 black children under 18 were reported missing. That's a problem. Yep. So Definitely. any child missing is a problem. But he was like... They need to have the same opportunities and resources put yeah. behind them. So that law will go into effect January 1st. Okay. So Ooh, in California, y'all keep y'all kids safe until January 1st. Lord have mercy. That's, that's a heavy feat, though. <laughs> <laughs> what did you, did you see? anything, Um. Well, there are two things. There's kind of one that I kind of want to want to piggyback Okay. Off of that one, because okay. um, I feel like uh, it's talking about legislation. Oh. Uh, so I know there were 
two ladies that have a class action suit lawsuit filed against them um, for awarding grants to black owned businesses. <gasps> oh yeah, yeah, this. yeah. Yes. So as we're talking about a uh, legislation, That's crazy. Um, I think it's funny that the argument uh, against them is that it's un-American, uh, you know, for them to kind of create something that that's specifically for one class. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like you can kind of argue that both ways uh, it, because yeah. I feel like it's it's more American than anything. Yeah. You know, we kind of yeah. look at how American was initially established to kind of segregate things from other people. And so one section or class could kind of gain a, a foothold on things. So that was something that I seen that was kind of interesting that they kind of starting to come at people for creating uh, programs we that benefit black when, folks. Um, Justice Brown. Yeah. Kentaji. Oh yeah. 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 We saw when she was getting like selected interviewed and, all that, and stuff and all, like, Everybody on CNN and Fox News and all they were like, oh, so we're using identifiers to be the thing that we select justices for? Yes, because that's what you guys have been doing for years. Yeah. Like every president. It, this, it wasn't just like Biden. Biden's not the first president to just be like, I'm going to pick her because she's black. Like y'all have been picking them based on their race and their identifiers for years. That's how we got here. Definitely. When, uh, but when we do it, when it's the blacks. Yes, you know I'm saying it's a bad thing. <laughs> then they just do the same thing when they replaced um. Um. Uh, the the OG Gail, 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 uh, the o- Supreme, no, nah, the Ruth, Ruth, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Ginsburg. That's what I'm saying. My Who bad. is Gail? My bad. I knew <laughs> it was a. I was like Oprah's. That's what I'm party? saying. I knew it was a. <laughs> it was it's an old name. Yeah, it was an older name, but yeah. I knew it was a. Uh, it was a R- RGB in there somewhere. Ooh, yeah. But, yeah, when they replaced Ruth, they didn't replace her with the with an what well, I thought they did replace her with another woman. I mean, they did. Yeah, but she, she wasn't. She looked manly. Yeah, and she wasn't down for the cause as no. we She's know. She's never down uh, for the cause as we know. Ruth, now, they today, had to but, hold her neck up. She was down there like, I am not giving this seat up. Pull the string up. I really think it's because she knew though. She, she knew, knew it wasn't. They wasn't gonna hold she it down. She knew. Yeah. She knew what time it was. Speaking of politics, um, Omarosa has called Donald Trump the biggest fraud. She has. And as she expresses her regret for supporting him, I fell for a con man, she says. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up, Amarosa. In a recent interview to promote her, promote her new show, House of Villains. Again, promoting her new show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Amarosa, um, whose last name is Newman, opened up about her experience working as a formal political aide to the former U.S. President Donald Trump during her appearance. Mama Russell, who is 49 now, say what you want about her. She, she looked look good. good. She looked good. Yeah, I'm feeling. Black don't crack. She, it, it's yeah. bread, though. Um, shared her regrets about supporting Donald Trump, who was 77. I didn't realize Donald Trump was 77. He's old. Um, <laughs> All these people running for office is Yeah, old. as we know, she started on The Apprentice, and that's how. That's kind of crazy. They cross paths. Um, but she says, quote, for me, I just can't believe I fell for a con man, a con, a con man who turned out to be the biggest fraud. I mean, literally found by the courts to be a big fraud. So a lot of the backdrop of our show, a lot of the apprentice that we thought was real was fabricated and it was just a house of cards. So, I mean, we were duped <clears throat> and we were young entrepreneurs thinking that we were really going to learn something from this brilliant businessman. All we learned was was not the art of the deal, but the art of the con. <laughs> Which I'm like, mm, how did you not know that? Like, 
Donald Trump, he can't read, but he wrote books. <laughs> no shade, but if Floyd Mayweather wrote a book, I'm going to be very suspicious. Yo, I'm going to get it. And I want them to sign it for me. Yeah. So, obviously, her her being an opportunist didn't work out in her favor. And now she's like, oh, my God, I can't believe I feel pretty. That's where we are with that. Sexy Red also likes Donald Trump. I think it's crazy. <laughs> I think it's crazy that she came all the way from the apprentice to being uh, yeah, part we, of his campaign. We, yeah. But did, she also did she get fired? In, she did. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah, she did get fired. But she also did work in DC prior to the apprentice. So she worked with Bill Clinton as well. Oh, solid. Oh. So, so she was. I thought. I don't she, know why I thought she did real estate. Man. Yeah. No, she was really big in the political realm. Dang, That's kind of crazy. So she was an advisor until she was a. Advisor. Did you? Okay. I've been. Have you been on the TikToks? Define been on the TikTok. Okay. So did you hear about the teacher in Nashville, Tennessee, that took the student shirt? No. Okay. So there was a teacher in Nashville, Tennessee, that took a shirt from a seven year old student. Oh. Um, she had on a AKA shirt and it had the date nineteen oh eight and it was bejeweled like pink and green. Mm-hmm. She sent the child home with another T shirt. Her mother, mind you, the let me say the student was Caucasian. The mother um, was like, where's your shirt? What happened? So the teacher sent a letter, explained like she was wearing, you know, I'm part of this organization. She was wearing a shirt representing the Divine Nine. Like she educated the mother in this email. I gave her a new shirt to wear. So now my question is, people in the Divine Nine, are y'all being mindful when y'all donate stuff? Because this was a shirt that was donated. It was a hand-me-down. That's what the mom said. They got it from, like, the Goodwill. The little girl saw the colors of the shirt. It was like, oh, that's cute. It's sparkling. So for the teacher to take her shirt from her because and tell her, sorry, baby, you can't wear these letters. Give me your shirt. Here, put on this Paw Patrol. But it's blue. Put the shirt on. Like, (laughs) Probably. What are we doing? Probably didn't match them. So, well, okay, high so yellow here's the thing. <laughs> I, <laughs> the shoes. I, um, right. When you're saying, are we being mindful when we donate these things? The mm. surge of people who are like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say disband because it's not disbanding. Um, oh, with their colors? Like disowning and like yeah. moving away from the organizations, like the level in which they're denouncing. Like, denouncing. There we go. Their organizations. The, the organizations. Publicly. Um, why are y'all doing this on TikTok? Right. I just, it's it's interesting to me. Obviously, neither you, neither of us are part of the Divine Nine. But um, it's interesting to me mm-hmm. that it's happening the way that it is because there's this creator that I follow on TikTok and I cannot think of his name right now. It's driving me nuts. But he, a lot of his content is around um, decolonization and um, so, like black people separating themselves from the black church and... Um, yeah, all of that, and like just saying, like sh- just really, op- I won't say opening people's. Well, yeah, some people, but like just making the connections between white supremacy and things like that in relation to the the church, and like how it's kind of a oxymoron or a contradiction for Black people to be in Christianity because that was what was used to 
enslave us and indoctrinate us and you know tear us down and all of that and i think that it's my opinion that the the rise the uptick of like people denouncing their organizations but also the uptick in like people it's like the the uptick of people like oh i'm going back to church i'm doing like they're they're on the same trajectory Yeah. yeah um it's very interesting to me yeah, I thought I don't think me personally. No, I mean I have friends who are part of the Divine Nine. I used to mm-hmm. date somebody who was in the Divine Nine. We're friends with Sean Tory. He's part yeah. of the Divine Nine. I don't think the teacher was wrong. I mm. the teacher wasn't wrong, but I get how the little girl felt like it matched my pants, mommy. Yeah, right? I feel bad for the child. <laughs> I and do. When I asked my mom, my mom was like, "Well, it's the it's the member, right?" My mom's like, it's the member that should have been more responsible with right. their items because she's like, back in my day, 1935, Oops. they had to destroy it. Yeah. Like, if you had paraphernalia, you didn't want to wear it any longer, it got destroyed or like, I cut up. Like, I was like, that sounds stupid. Right. It's a waste of money. But, but I also feel like at this point, and I mean, I don't know if we have other people who are members of the Divine Nine, y'all listening. I think Inbox us, point, we confuse. <laughs> no. I feel like at this point, there should be some type of system or something where, like, you can donate it back to your organization. Oh, yeah. Right? And get a discount on, like, your next dues that are due. Or, I don't know. Because like, my other thing is, like, even if it's not, like, if you don't want to wear your nail yet anymore, right? Yeah. But it's too small. That very true. It's, let's just this, that's it. Like let's take anything. It's too small. You, you can't know fit you it ain't no gonna more. be a size six again, right? sis. So so why I feel like at this point it's twenty twenty three. If people are clearly donating it to the goodwill, I feel mm-hmm. like there should be some type of divine nine version of the goodwill, and people could just donate it back. You might have just gave somebody a business idea. Listen. Yeah, damn. Yeah. Tell us when to shut up, because we might uh, need this money. Do it, oh yeah, yeah, we would. Well, still, it would look weird for two women who were not. A part I don't know. I think it'd be pretty cool. You look, you look at it, um, especially if it's somebody. I think that's like the spirit of what, what the, you know, especially black fraternities and sororities like giving back. Yeah, and like somebody that couldn't really was thinking about you know trying to join or trying to run. Yeah, and then, you know, they couldn't really get in because they couldn't afford to. Like some of that stuff might help them yeah. actually. Yeah. Fulfill their dream. Yeah, I like that idea. Make a donation. Yeah. Maybe we should write a letter to all the to organizations. The president. Yeah, all the national presidents write a letter and be like, I saw what happened in Tennessee. Little Tiger wanted her shirt. That's her nickname. <laughs> That's a little girl's nickname. Okay. TikTok is an amazing place. The mm-hmm. mom was on the news and she's like, How was I supposed to know? I've never been to college. That's it. That's an That's honest crazy. statement, That's, mom. Yeah, valid. Cause, you know, cause she was like, I thought it meant also no that. <laughs> Valid. And all, I mean, to her, I guess, defense, a lot of, for white people, the first time they're experienced is with black people is at college. So, yeah. yeah. Damn. I, 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 it's not being shady. For a lot of people, the first time, white people, the first time they ever, ex- unless, I can't even say they go to all white college because there's no such thing anymore. A lot of times, yeah, their first experience true. of black people is when they go to college. Shout out to my white friend. <laughs> I only have one. <laughs> Does that make me a racist? No, it makes you a very, very well-informed black person. Kerwin, where do you, you have anything else? I mean, pop culture-wise. The culture be popping. Man, I really was highly disappointed in uh, <laughs> to find out Will and Jada had been separated this whole time. Bam, 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 bam. Yeah. Yeah. I was kind of a... Uh, 
Man, I don't, I didn't, I don't want to say it, but my man's is corny. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you're a man. Like, yeah. how how would that feel? Like, he's corny for that. Oh, I mean, cause shoot, 2016 was what eight years ago. Yes. That would and they meant, are still separated. Yeah, and that would have mean, and I get it because you guys are, I mean, both active in your careers and everything like that. You could have been on other, uh, totally different areas of the of the world trying to figure out what's going on or trying to work right. through things. So I get it being an extended period of time, but for you to walk up on that stage and, and okay, smack, so that smack man. another we, man. We've talked about, we have talked about this on the show. Have you read his book? Who's? Will Smith. I have not. Okay, so in his book, he talks about, I don't want it to say like his different personalities in a sense of like someone who has mental illness, but we all have different, like when you out with your friends, you were so, you oh, were social friend. when you're yeah. at home. Yeah. Okay. So um, he talks about him being Will, hmm. and then there's the lieutenant, and then there is... I want to. I want to say it's like Uncle Fluffy. I think that's what it is. Sounds like a dissociative identity disorder. It's not like it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but he like the lieutenant is the as exactly what it sounds like. It comes from his father, who he had to follow the rules and was mm-hmm. very strict, and there was no wiggle room. That do this, yes, ma'am, yes, sir. Like strict. He talks about how him and him and his brother like had to. I don't know, something like a brick wall or ice or some shit, whatever. Just manual labor and his dad just, they're six. Like, mm-hmm. th- let them be little boys. And his dad was like, absolutely not, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then his Uncle Fluffy is basically, like, the person who, like, was his, who who he wanted his protector to be like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so, mm-hmm. and it's been, it's been quite a while since I've listened to it, so I'm really paraphrasing <clears throat> off the top of my head. But basically... It's his, Uncle Fluffy was the protector, like the person who keeps things safe, the person who, basically, who he wanted to, for lack of better words, beat his dad up, because his dad used to put his hands on mm-hmm. the mom. Mother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So basically, Uncle Fluffy is the person that, like, he came up with, like, if I had the perfect protector, like, this is what he would look like. And so as he grew up, Uncle Fluffy would come out in situations where he basically felt vulnerable and needed protection. So I'm saying all of that to say. I and I only needed to watch it a couple of times because ironically, the when it happened, I was in the midst of reading the book, mm-hmm. mm. and I said it then, and I stand by it, and I say it now. That was not Will. That was Uncle Fluffy mm-hmm. because he felt vulnerable. He didn't feel safe. This is someone that he loves. I same going back to his mom because he even says in the book that there came a point where he just like totally like stopped his dad like he like felt like he wanted to put his hands on his dad and like beat him up for beating mm. his mom up but he froze and he's always said like uh, in those moments that I froze I used to get on myself really tough because it's like you should have protected your mom mm-hmm. Damn. and that's where Uncle Fluffy comes from so saying all that to say we go back to the award show that was not Will that was Uncle Fluffy because his you work on brains. Yeah. His brain switched, and it's yeah, like that protector. Came that out. protector came out. I saw what happened to my mom. I'm not gonna let someone abuse my mom. I can't protect my mom anymore, but I am gonna protect her. See, hey, hey, hey. so I get all that, and I 100% agree that what you go through allows you to kind of grow in this in a sense as well. Yeah. Um, you also get to that point. My only thing is though, right? 
2016 was the last time you really supposed to be protecting that yet. You know that Jenny, woman. You know that woman. Really. But but I think I, it's a public thing though too. I, I get that too. Because the, she even if they're not together and they're living separate lives, she's still the mother of his children. True. I definitely agree with that as well, right? So I do think you always have to protect her in that sense. But I think that to a point, you you can kind of get too far into it to where, you know, what's the saying where you cut off your nose in spite of your face? Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's, that's kind of something that, you know, that might not have been in his best interest for himself in that point, right? Like to tap into that for, um, to me, <laughs> a person that doesn't really appreciate you being in that role anymore, right? Like I can't say that, that might not necessarily be the case, right? Because we don't know what's going on in their right. in their relationship. But obviously, we you know even if they were being completely transparent with what's going on, I think that we still would have a uh, there still would be a disconnect in in it because we we don't know yeah. if they're being if they're being you know completely transparent with what's going on. Yeah. Like you know they could have. You know, they, she could be spending this 2016. It could have just happened last week. That they got separated, <laughs> for real, but. That's true. I feel like Jada has put this man in too many situations. Yeah, but I, that I, he has I, had to defend. Yeah, because they it wasn't public knowledge that they definitely were together. correct. However, again, I, and I think he says it in his book, but if not. It's made very, he doesn't, he may not say it just straight out. In his book, he makes it very clear that nothing is in this book that she does not know about. Mm, and that's I real. think the same respect was given in return. Definitely. I, I so, hope so. Right. So, or their same respect for him was given in return. Um, so, I, do, I don't know. I just, I'm also one of those people, I believe in community in general. Mm-hmm. So, like, one thing that I stand stand on is when black men are like, oh, well, I'm not going to do this because what if he gets me? If you as a black man can recognize that this is a danger and this is scary and you're that's man to man, what the fuck do you think a woman, how, how do you think a woman feels? If he's yeah. scary to you and you another man, what do you think, like, right? So, or if you feel he's threatening or if you feel anything like he, this just this shit's not cool yeah. and you have the ability to protect yourself you have the strength you have that what what do you expect a woman to do one two and how do you think she feels are you saying uh mm. are you speaking from the perspective of, of jada in that, in that situation are you just yeah. play, or are you or like uh just out in public like uh other black women being out there Both. and and uh and a, a man recognizing the situation Both. and not stepping in Both. Oh yeah, I definitely agree to that. I think that in, in any situation, mm-hmm. right, where you can you can obviously tell that uh you know that a woman's in distress. I feel like uh you know a lot of people will walk right by those situations. Yeah. You know, I think that if someone intervened at an earlier time, I think it can stop most situations oh, yeah. from getting to being yes. uh, catastrophic mm-hmm. um, by far. Yeah. Um, I think if more people are willing to stand up for those situations, I do think every situation is uh is different. Um, you know, every verbal altercation isn't something that has to be yeah. acted up, acted upon, right? Um, that specific one, I think that Will was funny enough to where he could have came back with something icy. You know, he could have came uh, back. I mean, he could have, but also in the same respect, and I said, we talked about this on show. Chris, yeah. From the jump, Chris Rock was wrong. From really? The jump, I believe. He has a whole movie about black, about black hair. hair. He has a He whole knows how sensitive women are about, about their, their hair. hair. Yes, <laughs> and he made all, and and his his he talks about his daughters and how they felt, felt about, about so hair. So you didn't do that 
unknowingly. It would be different if he didn't know, he didn't have this. And it's not just a movie, it's not scripted. It is a documentary where he sits down and talks to black women, where he sit, like talks about relaxers, talks about, yeah. uh, he finds out about everything. So he has no excuse. And Jada so Pinkett Smith was vocal on her alopecia. Yeah, definitely about the alopecia. So my question though, was the joke about alopecia or was it about, um, what's the young lady that acted in G.I. Jane? Demi Moore. Or was it about Demi Moore cheating on her husband during that movie? Either that shit way. went over my head. Yeah. But either, here's the thing. Either <laughs> that way, was a, it's, that. it's not something for you to speak on. It's not. It was not something for Chris Rock to speak on. Wait, on her for her cheating or her her alopecia. Both. So I think that that was that was part of the joke because what because what's off limit for for a comic then if that's the case. Oh, yeah. Right? But here's the thing: it's well, the reason why it's off limit and something. And I said this. I said this a while ago, and people were like, "I don't think so." Because he had a personal tie to it. You're only saying this because she turned you down. Your feelings are hurt. Yeah. So now you're embarrassing her on a public stage twice. Wait, wait. He wait. asked her out. He asked her out. How many years ago? Exactly. You you still holding on to it this this long? It's been decades. <laughs> when the rumors were out that... Uh, they were getting a divorce. Getting a divorce when that rumor so came out 20, that they were open yeah. in an open marriage and Will Smith was sleeping with Dwayne Martin. Yeah. Good times. Wait, Will Smith sleeping with a dude? You're saying? That's what they yeah, were saying. That was the rumor. Yeah. But that's when... That <laughs> the dude was, who was pretending to be him on TV? <laughs> um, but that's when Chris Rock... Shot his shot at Jada, and she and turned him. She down. turned him down. So you've been holding on to her turn you to her turning you down for all these years. So you embarrassed her publicly in two directions. He was wrong. Oh no, I don't know. Is he? I don't know if he's that petty. Because I mean, I, I feel like <laughs> only, only because Chris I feel Rock. like only because I feel like he had plenty of time to where plenty. It's been plenty of uh, opportunities, plenty of something. comedy shows, and plenty of everything. Yeah, comedy shows. Are, here's the thing. This One is a thing. public stage with white folks. I was going to say, he did it in front of white people. This is mixed company, my nigga. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Every, but every, but even on that stance, right? Like, mm -hmm. to me, that's two brothers that's on the, to me, that's on, like, the black Mount Rushmore. And we talk about, because we don't have a lot of, <laughs> I'm talking about when it comes face. to, when it, when it comes to, when it comes to a lot of heroes, right? Uh, right? When you look at heroes, most black folks don't look to someone literary, don't look to somebody um, or even like that's not necessarily say heroes for example, but just positive people that we see on TV, right? Depicted in a, and in, in general in a positive light. Okay. Like, I would say in, in the acting realm, right? Like, so when you talk about it, it's usually Will Smith, Samuel L. Jackson, uh, Denzel Washington, and Chris Rock is up there. He's no, one not. of the. He's not up there. Who's uh, who's your? Chris Rock isn't looked at as an actor. Mm -mm. I don't see him as an actor. actor. No, you don't see him as an actor. No, and the only I'm gonna be honest. When I think of Chris Rock as an actor, the first thing that comes to mind is him being a crackhead. Chris Rock was a crackhead. Yeah, he, he was. That was his first role. His was first in, uh, role. He was a crackhead. His first role in was what? in uh, New think. Jack City. New Jack you City. show right. That was Chris Rock. He yeah. was a fucking crackhead. And so, and so right. I could be Pookie for Halloween. And so the comparison that, that you made, you brought you brought in Samuel L. Jackson, and I'm glad you did because yes. Samuel L. Jackson, one of his first roles. He was a crackhead. crackhead. And Samuel L. Jackson was a real crackhead. crackhead. And he, he has come dancing. a long way. He has way. come far. Chris Rock hasn't done those leaps. And every single person that you just put in the, those categories, yeah, they have some roles that may have been questionable. They may have done some things, but they mm -hmm. have come leaps and bounds. Chris yeah. Rock has not made those same leaps and bounds. He is still making the same inappropriate, tired-ass jokes that he was making in the 90s. Really? He has yeah. not grown. I like Everybody Hates Chris more That's than what I'm Chris saying. Rock. That was a whole... That was a whole T 
TV show. But for, he wasn't writing. He was kids. those were writers. Yeah, he didn't write that shit. He would tell them his story of his childhood, and then they would expand upon that. Yeah, that was way better. So I'm just saying, but he doesn't get credit for giving his story. Like so I'm saying, like you mm. give your story to for breathing life into it. You think that them, the, you think they would have made a show about Chris Rock by themselves? No. That's what I'm saying. They could ask Tony. <laughs> They would not have been funny. <laughs> Tony Rock is kind of funny. Though. I mess with Rock I mess with Tony, Tony Rock. Tony Rock though. is a black brother. I mess with Tony yeah. Rock, yeah. but I just think that he's one of those names. And when you mention it, like uh, that's recognizable by most black folks. And it's not because I mean, what negative has he really done? You know. Oh, he to... lets his white friends use the N word. Hard er. Mm. I don't know about that. I mean, who's this? There's a, a video of it. Oh yeah, and Jerry Seinfeld got upset. Yeah. You 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 make Jerry Seinfeld uncomfortable. We can't do that. He was like, I was on a Wale album. <laughs> Let me. Jerry That's Seinfeld was like, he, he literally was like, album. when he was saying like, oh, because Chris, what is it? What's the man's name? Tony something. The redhead. Yeah, they're sitting in. A, they're sitting. It's my Louis C.K. Yes. Yes. So they're sitting at go. a round table, and he's like, yeah, I can say it, nigger, nigger, nigger like, and he's and. And he's like, Chris Rock is like, yeah, it's cool. I let him say it. It's no big deal. And Jerry, he's like, no. Jerry Seinfeld was like, hold no. on, no, no. <laughs> and this, come on, Jerry Seinfeld has also come under fire for saying inappropriate things. You get Jerry Seinfeld to be like, this shit ain't okay. Yeah, he said no. Nah. He said no. Nah. Oh, nah. I'm trying to be featured on the next while lay out. <laughs> the oh, fuck? He said no. Nah. Nah. I'm poking a lot of holes in Chris Rock. I, I can't yeah. hold you. You poking a lot of holes think in. I just, mm, it was a tasteless joke. Yeah, it shouldn't have happened. I was and more offended yet to because it was with a bunch of white folks. I wouldn't apologize. You slapped me in the in the in no, in, in the apologize. face. No, he didn't apologize to Jada for making the inappropriate comment about her hair. Oh, um, and you don't get to make a document. I'm sorry, you don't get hmm. to make a documentary to find out all the things that you found out about black women in their and hair. Perms. Yeah. Making me go natural. I don't think. You I don't think. Nigga. But that was at the same time. I don't think it was about the hair. I think that the hair happened right, and I think that that's what made the joke insensitive. But I think the joke was about the, the yes because the Austin August Alessina stuff just came yeah, out. The stuff, yeah. yeah, it was about That's the true. that was what was right, popular at that time. Thing, his that joke about the whole cheating thing, like you just said, it went right over my head on surface level. Yes, I don't think I don't think most people, people got people that. Get, most yes, people didn't get that. so I do think it was a high level right, joke. And, it that, definitely and here was. we are again, high level joke. So the average person didn't get that. So again, Facts. here we are on a public stage full of white people. Even the white people, the first thing that they went to was her being bald. <gasps> I do think so too. Yeah, that's the comparison between between Demi Moore and her. They both were bald. I do get it. Yeah, but I so think it's the, easy to, to to go into that because alopecia was coming yeah. out at the same time. No, she had already come out about her alopecia. It wasn't, she didn't say it yeah. within a, it had been out for years. Yeah, when she cut her hair the first time. Yeah, the I never, that's what I'm yeah. saying. I ain't hear about it till the red table talk. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That. It didn't yeah. get, it was, yeah, it was even before that. It so didn't get gassed up. He was, no, I believe his his feelings were hurt. His ego got in the way. He held on to her, turning him down all those years. That's crazy. Man. And they say men aren't emotional. I just men went. are emotional. I just couldn't see Speak, it. Speaking of men's emotions, oh um, lord, what the man do? Jenny May, Jenny May, Jenny Mai has spoken out for the first time after Jeezy filed for divorce. She Girl. posted a picture on Instagram, actually, um, an hour ago. Oh um, lord! And it's just a journal. It's like a picture of a notebook in a journal, and it says, "Sometimes you need to take a break and disconnect to heal." 
And as we know, Jeezy was the one to file divorce. Um, men usually don't file divorce because they're afraid of change. So the fact that he'd filed, he's the one who filed. Um, I've always, we've already talked about it on the show. I think it's very telling. Um, but it says, now it says that he has reportedly filed for divorce from Jenny Mai due to family values and expectations. Hmm. Now y'all know what I said a couple episodes ago. She ain't know how to fry the chicken. No, that, that her mama let him. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. her, her mama, mama with somebody else was using a hard ER. Oh, yeah, oh. Well, yeah, yeah. She said, "Use a nigga." Yeah. <laughs> That's not funny, <laughs> but it is. I'm inappropriate. <laughs> Shocker. Uh, so that's crazy. She has now spoken out. Uh, you got anything else? The last thing. NASA plans to build homes for astronauts and civilians on the moon by 2040. Well, you know, a whole bunch of, you know what? Let's just do the bullshit together. Did you know we saw Big Fo- Bigfoot recently? <laughs> let's just put all the bullshit together. Let's just talk about it all. Where was Bigfoot? Child, he was in Colorado. Where they put these houses <laughs> on the moon? I just want to know. Where? I don't believe it. Hasn't the, hasn't the <laughs> space station been up there since we was like kids? Yeah. They's looking at sending a 3D printer to the the moon to accomplish Stop this. Stop it. Does anybody live on the space station? They will use moon rocks, mineral dust, and fragments to build each home. <coughs> I'm sorry. I mean, how much is all that? You said rocks and mm-hmm. you said mints? Um, mineral dust. So moon dust. Basically. And fragments. They didn't say what the fragments were. Okay. So. Was Where was Bigfoot at? Girl, in Colorado. According to TMZ... There has been a new video that was shot over the weekend um, during a steam engine train ride from Durango to Silverton, cutting through the San Juan National Forest. As they were chugging along, That's awesome. a group of passengers noticed what they believed to be a Bigfoot walking along the side of the mountain. Um, they were passing, and they caught him. They got him on film. Girl, that ain't nothing but a piece of dirt. No. That's a, who is that? That look like uh, that look like Terrence. Here, what, T- girl? <laughs> oh, yeah, he's sitting right there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Are we sure it wasn't something that was a hunter, perhaps? And it says, and someone posted a straight picture, and it's like, and there it is. It's not blurred. It's not shaky. Like just a straight out picture of Bigfoot. Shout out to Bigfoot. Yeah, in I mean. What will the world come up with next? I just, what is a Bigfoot? Like, obviously we haven't gotten close to one, but like, technically speaking, like what species would a Bigfoot be? That'd be kind of interesting. A bear? Um, Mm. It's obviously a mammal, clearly. Yeah. But like, what family, would it be a part of the ape family? Uh, Oh, so it's a big ass monkey. Like, I'm just, like these are, I'm asking, I know it sounds funny because we're talking about Bigfoot, but like these are genuine questions. Like what? What if it's just like a species of human that never evolved? Yeah, never came into civilization. They just kind of stayed in their little. How do they procreate? Is it more than one Bigfoot? That's a good question. Maybe it's I similar. Mean, I mean, procreation, no matter the species, is pretty much the same. Yeah. Mm. I'm sure they probably would I just mean, unless Unless you're a seahorse, but that's just a little different. Yeah. But for the most part, procreation works. works the same. Mm. Well, my last thing I would like to say is the Aces has won, have won tonight, 104 to 76. So Thank you, sweet baby Jesus. What are they, what so, are they up, 2-0? Oh? Yeah, 2-0. Oh. So we're going to fight with Liberty again. Oh, so that, oh, so they, they five games. Oh, okay. 
Wait. That's out of five? They're in the finals now, though? Yeah, yeah they're in the finals. in the finals. Solid. Yeah, come on. We have to support the WNBA. Come on now. Oh, yeah. Did y'all go to the to the parade last year? No. I didn't go to the parade. I, I uh, watched the parade. I was at work. That's a little scary. But yeah, Kelsey has come to my job a few times. I We're had, BFFs. I had to pull up. First, the first city championship, though. That was pretty icy. That's amazing. So that was pretty cool. we ready for a 2P. <laughs> I see it coming. So shout out to them. Mm-hmm. Usher, I better see you, Usher. Lord have mercy. <laughs> Don't want Usher bucks. <laughs> but, um, y'all, what's up with that? Oh my gosh, it's the Black Parade. <laughs> Entrepreneurship ain't for everybody, it's featuring Kerwin Williams. That's what they say. We we got you here. I'm so glad to have you. I appreciate you guys having me here. Yeah, so we just we just got some questions because obviously, I'm not business savvy. Um, I don't want to be an entrepreneur. I feel you. I'm okay with being an employee. It's, it's employee fine. number six five two nine three. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. So, what kind of got you into entrepreneurship? Um, I think it was actually playing football, to be honest with you. Um, I think not a lot of people know about the business side of football. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Shoot, those, uh, those first two years, um, I really was living out of, like, two bags for real. Because, you know, so much uncertainty going on. Like, uh, I was in Indianapolis for four weeks and in those four weeks I got like uh, I got released and signed back like three times wow to the same team to the same team right so that was uh, weird that was something in itself wait is that normal um, it is actually look I'm saying it's weird yeah it is like, actually pretty really normal it's, it's I wouldn't say normal for everybody um, I would say most guys you know might get to cut three and just be done like they don't want to deal with that. with that yeah keep dealing mm-hmm. with that um you know for me i got you know i got released and then like the next day i was in san diego um right so i got released from indianapolis um i remember i was dating someone for, at the time the, you gotta remember these are women, girls so you have to say the name of the team got you got you 100 100 yes got you oh i know i know can i say it if you know and go ahead the bay no i'm fucking with you it's the cults it's the cults so I was in the, I was with the Colts in Indianapolis. Um, the young lady that I was dating at the time actually flew out to see me. I got released that morning. Um, then the next day I got signed to San Diego. So Which she, is the... The Chargers at the time. <laughs> so at the time it was the Chargers. They're actually in L.A. now. Um, but, you know, I was in San Diego, and I remember, you know, going through that whole thing. I was there for the rest of the year. Then, the, you know, the next year I ended up getting released, and I got signed in Arizona. But once I got to Arizona and I was in, uh, I was in an extended stay actually that whole first year in San Diego, right? So I didn't really have like my own apartment or anything like that. And I got to Arizona, I was like, yeah, I know I'm not doing that again. So I ended up getting my own apartment and stuff. But in that whole process, mm-hmm. I came to the conclusion that, you know, by the time this was all over, I wanted to at least figure out something that I could do for myself. So I didn't want to work for anyone else. I didn't feel that. It was within me to give that much control over someone, you, th- to give that much control to someone over my life. Like they really were determining how I was going to feed my family for real. Like, uh, oh wow, to NFL be able to support myself, not for long. Not for long you mm-hmm. feel me? So for real, yeah. Oh yeah. my god, that is terrible. <laughs> yeah. It was. Is it because of the CTE? 
No, it's nah. just how he just said yeah. he got signed and cut. That's Everything. crazy. Yeah. So it was it was tough. But I remember definitely remember being there, sitting there, going through all that, mm-hmm. thinking like you know there's nothing else I'd rather be doing at this at this time period. Um, mm. You know, I knew that I had gone through so much to get to that point that yeah. it would take more than just those small things to you know to kind of impede my progress and getting to where I wanted to be. Yeah. Um, so I guess the, like the the biggest thing was kind of keeping that all in mind. But to answer your question, going through that whole process kind of put me in a mindset to to always want to be in a position to do for myself, if mm, that makes sense. That uh, makes sense. Yeah, because I never wanted to to have that uh, have that cut off. It's kind of like uh, what that scene in the, in the new edition movie where they bought in a... <laughs> Well, they bought the in Johnny Manny. Gill. Yeah. yeah, they bought in Johnny Gill. Was yeah. like, yeah, man, I don't even want him to think that he was responsible for us eating B. Yeah, <laughs> similar like that. Yeah, that's like but, the same thing. Was, you know, what's funny is Johnny I was getting, Gill was. He was. No, it was wasn't Johnny getting, Gill. It was a uh, Ralph Tresman. He yeah. like, he was going solo, and they was like, yeah. He he felt like that, and where is sensitivity now? Exactly. Sensitivity. So <laughs> that's the only song. That's the only song he got. Right. It was fine. But though. it's funny. I was getting dressed. When we were in New York, I was getting dressed, and a Johnny Gill song came on. Now, hey. my first thought was, "Who wasn't in New Edition?" Shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> crazy. Yeah. And what you said, as far as like the business side of the NFL, yes, I think that's a conversation that a lot of people aren't having with young men that are embarking on that. Definitely. Because did anybody talk to you prior to you going into the NFL and say, "Hey, son, this is what you're gonna have to expect," like? So, so who has that conversation? Like a coach? Well, it's actually funny you said that. I was actually lucky enough to where someone actually was saying, "Hey, son," because my dad actually, you know, kind of, <laughs> kind of, which is rare. Yeah, yeah, which is definitely true. very rare. Shout out to Coach Williams. Shout out to Coach Williams. And that who definitely made was something. Me run two laps for no reason. Always, there's always a reason that. with pops. But <laughs> I was actually blessed enough to have that have that inside the household. But that yeah. wasn't something that he was very. Uh, that he was very forthcoming with. Like, that wasn't something I just knew about my dad, like, always, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like, that was something I had to find out later. Um, oh, know, when you became a, a man. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess you could kind of say so, but, or he could kind of see the direction that things were going. Um, okay, because I don't think Mufasa told Simba everything yeah, before he, didn't. he left. He didn't. <laughs> but he put me on game. It really was just two things that he said that he told me as, like, a young man that you had to prepare yourself for. And, you know, it's two things around the world, and that's okay. money and politics. Mm. Um, mm. So... You know, it's not necessarily the people that have the most money all the time that are making the politics either. So mm. the politics is more than just what's happening inside the the White House. Yeah, it's what's happening inside true. your job and different things like that. So just knowing that 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 was on the horizon, um, but that was something that he always said to me was that uh, you know that it's a fickle business. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but just continue to work hard and do what you got to do to get to where you want to be um, at the end of the day. But Did I. You? Sorry, I understand that. No, Did go you ahead. always have plans of being in the NFL? Not at all. I can't necessarily say that that was, uh, that that was my first plan ever. Um, I knew that if I worked hard enough that I'd have the opportunity to, to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, but my mom was always big on on school. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that was, was like, big. yeah, that was a huge thing. Like she really uh, um, wanted to make sure that we were more than just, uh, just athletic. Yeah. Um, it's actually kind of funny too because my dad, is you know clearly the more athletic one but he you know chose my mom because she's intelligent yeah um, well, that's sweet and he was like you know you know if i got some kids they'd be some smart athletic kids you feel me? So <laughs> like my, dad's, uh, 
my dad's thing you going around, about but it. You gonna read a book. But you're gonna yeah. read a book. So having that background, you know, um, with both of them putting mm-hmm. the importance of education um, and all three of us as kids, I think that that was important for me. You know, really seeing how my sister thrived in that kind of environment yeah. made it easy for me to kind of do the same thing. Yeah. 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 Okay. I love that. Yes, yes. Like, no, nah, you got to have some, some smarts behind that. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. I mean, I guess it's necessary. Not I guess. I know it's necessary. Yeah. yeah. Not just in owning a business, just across the board. Yeah. Just in general. Because you never know. Yeah. I mean, not to be shady, but having the smarts is necessary. Look at Michael Orr. It is. It is. Don't look at me like that. Yeah, he was in a bad situation from the jump, though. Yeah. That's just not realizing, you know, what's going on. But but he got him a black woman. Yeah. So everything's going to be okay. See, but you Black see, women save the day. You got to learn, too. You got to learn from them experiences. Like, you know what I don't need. You feel yeah, me? He knows what he did true. need. That's real. Yeah. That's, that's real. True. Um, What made you decide to start your business? Like what was okay? So I guess what was the transition from NFL into like I'm starting this business? This, and like, how'd you make that decision? Like this is what, or did you go through a couple of businesses and they failed? And- mm, nah, that was pretty much like the excuse me, like my first attempt for real. Like uh, everything else is kind of just expanded from that. Because mm-hmm. um, like you know, everything I kind of do is kind of a complementary of itself, if that makes sense. Got it. But. It really started with just like the aquaponics at first. Like uh, one of the homies sent me, uh, he came what out. So aquaponics is the combination. Oh, it's aquaponics. Yes, man. Not so, hydroponics. So hydroponics is actually, <laughs> it's hydroponics is actually growing, uh, growing, um, you know, in the absence of, of soil sometimes, but you okay. utilize uh, artificial nutrients okay. to help the plants grow. Um, okay. When in aquaponics, um, it's the combination of hydroponics and uh, uh, the process of growing fish. Um, I know that there's a scientific term for it, but I, it escapes me right now. But it's the combination of those two things. So basically, you use fish waste on a cycle um, to help the plants grow. So plants, basically, like uh, like cows do, they secrete. Um, you know, ammonia in their waste. There's microbacteria in the water that breaks down that ammonia into a usable nutrient for the plants. Um, then the plants utilize that nutrient, then cycle fresh water back into the tank. So, it's, so like fertilizer, but from fish. Yes, okay. exactly. So it's actually, you know, the healthiest way that you actually can grow your produce because there's no soil involved, um, you know, because warm-blooded animal waste usually leads to foodborne pathogens. Mm-hmm. So if you kind of take that out of the equation, you can eliminate um foodborne pathogens in your food thus giving you the healthier food um right so i had a homie come out to to arizona when i was with the cardinals um and i was in otas um so i got a little bit extra time it's not as a it's time dependent you know because there's only so much time you can spend inside the facility during that time period what's otas so otas is organized team activities so you're in uh you're basically just uh, running plays on air because you can't really go against the defense until the end of that time period. So you're okay. just up there just just working out and, uh, you know, they're trying to make sure that you're in shape and stuff. Okay. Um, so in the back end of the day, you know, he gave me this, this book and it was on aquaponics and it kind of was talking about uh, the direction that farming was going. Um, <clears throat> and marketing is really the – is really being able to study a subject and being able to 
I guess, kind of regurgitate it or make it to where people can more easily uh, understand what's going on. And after reading mm-hmm. that book, it just kind of it kind of dawned on me that uh, you know the people were kind of we're farming and fishing incorrectly. Like we're kind of overfishing to where fish is in, uh, fish is in pretty much everything. It's in dog food. It's in like mm. cows are eating, you know, it's wow. in, it's in all of that. So I seen an article today, that, like, you know, you might be eating shark inside some of the stuff you eat now. Right. Because we're, we got so good at fishing that we overfished, like, you know, to the point mm. to where there's a low population of a lot of the fish. Mm. Um, so That's why the whales are mad at us. Exactly. That's why Mario yep. sells sway. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, look. That might be like an artificial uh, fish. Like, you know, yeah. some of the fish that we eat are artificial, yeah. just in general. I still don't know what a tilapia is. Yo, right? how are we going to say the tilapia? Exactly. <laughs> so all that kind of stuff played into played into that decision but like really getting that book and kind of um kind of learning about it seeing how it can benefit uh, people in different communities especially like communities back home right mm-hmm. so I was in Arizona at the time but mm-hmm. you know I remember where I grew up I grew up on the east side you know there's still not a Trader Joe's Whole Foods or Sprouts over there correct right so kind of reading this book and kind of seeing how it could be used to to uplift a, a community that's lacking different resources uh, mm-hmm. especially important resources like high quality produce I think that the biggest thing is that you are what you eat right Um, Mm. if you're looking at at what's going on that was like the main thing um, you know that you see that there's a lack of high quality produce in areas um, that have lower income right right? so (laughs) even the way that the store is designed right Um, so if you go to the north side most people uh, like in, in north town they shop at like a Green Valley grocery or something that it's not necessarily seen as like a grocery store, right? So even the setting of the store is built out like a convenience store because that's what people naturally gravitate to in those areas of town. So I wanted to be something to where they feel comfortable coming into and, um, you know, they can come and get their essentials every day. So it pretty much came from a need from people in the community that look like me. Um, okay. You know, that don't know what arugula is for real um i think that that's like the biggest thing the only thing killing us faster than the cops is salt so oh shit salt and sugar so i think that that's uh that was really my biggest motivation to do you know better for people okay you know so can you explain exactly what your bodega is and what Yes, yes. So we're a small grocery store that grows all our produce on site, and then we have the rest of the household items everyone's looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we utilize that process of aquaponics to kind of put everything out there for the people. So you can see, you know, where your food is grown and understand that it's grown, um, you know, in a high-quality um, in a high quality way um, to where we don't have to label our food organic because you can see that it's grown right here. Like, I picked mm-hmm. this, like, on Sunday for real. Like, like, yeah. Three days ago, this food was just up there, and it lasts a lot longer inside your refrigerator too. So, yeah. I think that that's the the main goal is to just kind of be like a community resource. Like we teach, uh, we teach classes on the weekends about aquaponics and about learning where your uh, oh, that's awesome, where your food comes from. Um, we you know we hold different community events. We do a turkey drive every year. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to do a jacket drive this year to kind of get jackets and coats with people downtown because people be freezing out here in the winter. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, we do different events in the back parking lot to kind of draw attention to, you know, the arts that you guys is growing. But we'll just be a resource to the community. That's like the the main thing, you know, the bodega is for. We collect 
canned goods to give away to people as well. Um, but anything that people need, I think that that's kind of why we call ourselves a bodega. Like you can pretty much can get whatever you want. You can know, I get a chopped cheese? Except for a chopped <laughs> cheese. I mean, except for a chopped cheese. I am trying to outsource right now to see if I can get somebody in there to cook something fresh. So if there's somebody okay. out there that's got a fresh idea, you feel <laughs> yeah. me, that you could, you know, you can collaborate on, go ahead, holla at your boy. I love that. So does your business look different now than when you, like, got the book and got in your planning stages and or has it pretty much been the same the whole time? Um, Yeah, it definitely does. I mean, because at first, you know, I was thinking more on like the the wholesale side of things, like where we just was gonna grow and um, you know just deliver it to grocery stores. Like mm-hmm. I never thought of being inside of a grocery store initially, right? Okay. Um, but after growing in a in a small space, seeing how much that we can grow, like I got the metrics for how much we were able to produce, and then actually seeing like uh, what grocery stores are paying, right? Like mm-hmm. they weren't really paying, they you know, <laughs> you know, top paying the farmers for it like it's not mm. very it's not really equitable or it's not you you know you can't really make a lot of money as a farmer for real even though you're growing a lot of stuff um so that was my motivation to get inside of a space where i could kind of control the narrative of what's going on like um so that way i could put other people on that are in a position to try to push their own their own stuff like i went to uh i before the store opened i went to houston Mm-hmm. And there's a store out there called the Black Store, and it's like a convenience store, and it's convenience store. It's a little bit of everything for real. Like it's a convenience store, and then like in the back they got uh, they do hair, uh, <laughs> like all that. Like, Just like, like a, some. That's the Black Store. It really is though. It's a full on like salon in the back, and then they got like uh, event rooms. So, or you wanted to come back and like kind of like a like plan out like a community event or something like that. Uh-huh. They got that for you or. But the biggest thing that I took away from it, though, like all the products in the store were black owned products like it was black owned cleaning products, like black owned, um, um, you know, clothing like, uh, you know, of course, like they had the black owned like black owned Malaysian in there. You feel me? Like it was some crazy stuff that like I had never seen. But that was really inspiring, like to see like uh, to see that somebody had the forethought to put all that together. You know, so really, you know, wanted to be in a position to where I could help other people, you know, that look like me for real, you know, yeah. kind of push like, you know, whatever idea it was. Like even people, uh, eventually when I get some employ- get employees, like I want them to know that, one, that it's not, I don't want to see you in here for the rest of your life, right? Like if you're going to be working like the front of like the desk, right? There's a million different avenues and things that we do inside the store that you can learn from. Like if you wanted to learn how to start your own business, like, you know, we could teach you how to do that. If mm. you wanted to you know, see how we set up events, right? Like you could, you know, learn how to be an event planner by yeah. seeing how we set up events in our back parking lot. Um, if you wanted to, uh, we have the cleaning service. So if you wanted to learn how the cleaning service worked, how to start your own cleaning service one day, like by all means, like we got you. Like I do real estate. So I wanted to, that's how I got the, I got my real estate license to find a space in town mm. and to help people you know because mm. a lot of people don't know that they can buy a house like, that's like yeah. the biggest yeah. thing it's a lot cheaper for you to do so yeah. like you know they don't know the route to get there we so yeah that's like <laughs> sure. the, that's the biggest thing like i just want to be a resource for for everybody so the store looks a lot different than what i initially thought everything was going to be mm-hmm. like i didn't uh foresee myself actually having like a storefront um i foreseen myself you know just being a a, a producer uh, mm. of, of 
uh, of a high quality product. But, you know, from that, it kind of evolved into to really helping people. So I knew that whatever job I had, I wanted to help people. Um, and, you know, I think that that's what the storefront actually allows me to do better than uh, just being on a, on a farm site. Oh, so you're an urban farmer. Something like that. Yeah. I guess, you know, but we're growing more than just food. We, you yeah. know, we're growing, you know, people's intuition, you know, people's oh. uh, people's mindsets about themselves. Know, you feel me? You know, trying to grow a community for real. I love that. Yeah. Because Enrich is a brand in yeah, itself. Enrich is a brand in itself, yes. Yeah. You so have the bodega, mm-hmm. real estate, mm-hmm. the cleaning service. Yep. You physically abuse people <laughs> in workouts. You talking about the workouts. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Look. I crawled so those little kids could Can run. Walk, right, that's what I'm saying. You were one of the first classes to get the to get the kids right. So that's how you know you guys are the metric, right? I yeah. know that you guys could could get through all those workouts, so I know that the kids can get through the exact same yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. We even tie that in everywhere. It's like I okay. train the kids, but you know that's also available at the store too. Like if you sign up for the fitness program, um, shoot, you can you get access to a new four week program every four weeks. Oh wow! And then. Um, you know, to work in conjunction with the, with the meals that you that you eaten. Oh, fascinating! There's just so much, so much. That you, <laughs> like it's just so much information. So, okay, you said your friend came to visit you, yep. bought you this book. Yep. How was was that the first time that you were introduced to this topic? Yes, and that was in. Um, It's like 2015, 2016. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's fast. It's fascinating to me because how quickly you retained it. You started working and then now you're pushing out products. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. crazy. I always wondered why there was fish in them tanks. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what's going on up in here? Can I yeah. put my arm in here? Yeah. No. But okay. saying, I mean, you might could. They, they probably would do something similar to what the little fish do inside yeah. the... Yeah, on your feet and the pedicures. Oh, yeah, the same thing. I feed them out of my hand all the time. Disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> Disgusting. Did you have a farm at one point? Yes. With like goats? Yep. <laughs> wow. She was up there. It actually wasn't my farm. It was actually uh, uh, my friends and his families. Oh, okay. Yep. So that's actually where we started. Got the okay. metric for everything. And that was like, you know, where we laid our roots from. Very fascinating. Word to Garvey. What would you think the hardest part of being an entrepreneur is? Mm. I think that with most things, uncertainty. I think Mm. that's the biggest thing that you have to that you have to fight against the uncertainty of everything. Because there's not really a there's not really like a set plan that you can follow for real. Like mm. you gotta be willing to make adjustments to different things and be willing to do a lot of stuff yourself. I think that's the biggest thing. Like you really gotta learn every aspect of the business in order for it to be a successful one, I feel like. Mm. I mean, cause I don't think that you really could articulate um, to someone that's coming in, it's gonna be an employee, what needs to be done unless you've actually done it yourself, right? Right, um, that's true. So I think that being willing to do to do all the different aspects of it i think that's probably the most important thing and just kind of um what being humble enough to do so mm. i think you know kind of knocking that down like you knowing that everything ain't gonna be going straight up right i mm. think that that would probably be uh you know the biggest thing because people can look at things that i've done in the past and kind of think that you know that everything is supposed to go this way, right? Yeah. But and that's not how success it's is. It's not how success it's is. Not yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
So I think realizing that is the most important thing that you're gonna have to make adjustments around along the way and be willing to do things for yourself. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when you mentioned like your original plan was to sell to grocery stores and all that, mm-hmm. did you look and like when you found out like okay they're not paying it and what we thought it was? Did you look at that as like a setback? Or, I mean, I know you said it was like motivation to do something different, mm-hmm. but in, in the initial moment of like finding out like, oh, this shit ain't, this ain't it. <laughs> uh, I think that's another, that's like part two to to the question before. Like me, myself, I never really seen like, a, I never really seen problems as obstacles. I more see them as tasks, like just things that I have to do in order to get to where I need to be. So well, even when that came up, it was like a it was a plethora of things happening at that time. Like it was finding out that about the about the the grocery stores, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. but then really finding out that how farmers markets were out here, right? Because you think you're gonna circumvent all of that and just go straight to the farmers mm-hmm. markets, but you got to sign up to get into that. Wow. You got to get approved by by them, and you know you go to farmers markets in Vegas, and a whole bunch of produce there. It's a lot of knickknacks and mm-hmm. different, you know home goods and different things like that then one of the main um, producers of of produce isn't even from Vegas it's from California mm-hmm. like so huh. I think that you know finding all that out and seeing that that's how things work I didn't, didn't really see it as a as a setback I just seen it as like a as a pivot point of knowing of seeing that there was excuse me there's an untapped market uh, of people that don't necessarily have access to that, to that high quality produce, twenty four seven, or not mm-hmm. really, not necessarily twenty four seven, because we definitely ain't open twenty four seven. But <laughs> like, you know, on a more consistent basis, right? Because those farmers markets are on the weekend, um, you know, and you might want some fresh produce before that, mm-hmm. or you might yeah. might want produce at a better cost because, you know, we have the ability to charge less because we grow everything on site. That's like mm-hmm. the biggest thing. Okay. I like that. Mm, I like that a lot. I and if you spend lot. so much money, you get a punch card and you get 15% off, right? Facts. Yeah, so we got a barge rewards program, so we want to reward our people for... Just like you, you get know. stamps at the nail shop. Exactly. <laughs> we believe in y'all like y'all believe in us. You I me? love that. Yeah. What will you never compromise when it comes to business? Mm. Ownership. Mm. I think that's the biggest thing that you see with a, with a lot of small businesses. Uh, they give up ownership before uh, they fully realize the uh, fully realize the ultimate potential of what what they actually set out to do, mm-hmm. right? Like, um, like every time you see, especially black owners, like every time you see um, them sell their business, no matter how small or how successful it gets, like uh, it don't even have like the same juice, like or yeah. the same swag mm-hmm. as when like is when they had it or when they operated and some people were cool with that that's alright like you know yeah. you can say that but like two of my biggest examples are Beats by Dre like you know the fact that it it almost didn't evolve past that like after he sold the company like it ain't never really got got to that same height like we seen everybody and their mom had a pair of Beats on like I mm-hmm. haven't seen a pair of Beats on anybody's ears cause they buying Raycons in years <laughs> right so um, that's one and then vitamin water right 50 soul vitamin water mm. the commercials even trash like you know, <laughs> even, uh, 
like nothing even it, they don't even have like the same swag yeah, no more i can't but, think of the last time i drank a vitamin water exactly i got the last time i drank a vitamin water was because i was at an event and it was given to me for free right you had to get <laughs> I, it like it was the only thing that was like, it. my option was a vitamin water or a coke like Mm. I'm telling you, give me that coke. Yeah. <laughs> when he owned it, though, what was what was what, what it was? It we was yeah. we was looking for for bottom and water. Like, like we looked for Tommy on uh on Tuesdays, yeah. right? Like we look for look for that uh, from a oh from a TV show. <laughs> so I'm saying, but that's I think that's the biggest thing. Like I will never compromise ownership for uh, to be in a more comfortable situation, right? Like I think that you got to be willing to to go through every every different stage um, to get to where you want to be or to see your business fully realized, right? So I think that's the biggest thing. Ownership. Ownership. Okay, okay. And last question Mm -hmm. that I have. What would you change about your business journey if you could go back? Hmm. Ooh. Oh, that was a good. That was a. That no, that's was a, a good deep question. Oh, <laughs> let me think. I think it's been going great. <laughs> no, I think it's been going all right. But I think that the biggest thing is, I think I'll get my family more involved. Oh, yeah. Put yeah, them to work. I think that I would get them more involved uh, early on. I think that it was uh, just like you know, just in small roles, you know, because I feel like uh, so much of everything that I've always done, my family has been a big part of. Right. Yeah. So you know, I think that. Uh, Except for, like, in this aspect, you know, it hasn't really been, uh, I haven't really asked for a whole bunch of participation. But I think that that would be something that's that's beneficial, even uh, if it's, like, you know, two hours to get out of the shop so I can go show a house or something. Yeah. I think that that's something that, uh, you know, would allow the business to grow and, you know, allow me to help push things forward as well. Um, but, you know, just to have them a, a part of the journey as well, I think is a... Uh, is huge um you know it it's really the the reason why i do what i do right yeah. um, more than anything i want my family to be healthier um For you know sure. first and foremost and be able to have opportunities to um you know to enjoy the community in different ways as well um i think i kind of got that from moms you know she yes. started the you know the, the t-shirt league so she could uh and doing all those those clinics on the weekends because she was working so much and wanted to be able to spend time with her kids yeah. so i think that that's uh that getting my family more involved early on well i think that would probably be like the biggest thing i think that it would alleviate a lot of things that i go through now you yeah. know with, with time and different things like that um but um it would allow me to spend more time with them i think you know and uh in uh in a uh in an environment that is uh that's healthy for us, I guess. Yeah. You know, like I think that it'd be different for my parents to see, um, you know, how how businesses are. I mean, I think they know how businesses are run, but mm-hmm. you know, to to really be behind the scenes, you know, with their their child running a business, I yeah, think that'd be sure. that'd be pretty icy. Um, so yeah, I think that'd be the biggest thing, just kind of getting my family more involved in uh in things early on. Okay, y'all yeah. hear that, clan? Y'all need to start putting stickers on. Some of these containers. Yeah. <laughs> Stocking shelves. Something. <laughs> um, you mentioned, obviously, and we've talk, we talked about it outside of your business, but just like giving mm-hmm. back to the community and doing for the community. Would you be open to um, like providing internships? 
Because like here, so at UNLV, they have a dietetic program. Yes. Um, and we have a food pantry and things like that here on campus. Yes. Um, but I know that a lot of the students oftentimes are unable or have a hard time finding internship and they need it to graduate. So is that something you would be open to? Definitely. I think that that's uh, something that pushes things, pushes things as well. I think that having minds like that inside the store um, pushes innovation. Mm-hmm. Um, I so like that. I think that you know it's refreshing to have young minds that are that are hungry for knowledge and always searching for it themselves. I think that they would, you know, it would push the business forward to an aspect. Yeah. Um, you know that I might not have seen right. Mm-hmm. You know because you have fresh ideas coming inside there. So I definitely think that you know having young minds inside there on the internship level too especially where you know they're still fresh into it and still discovering things themselves i i would highly enjoy that you know being able to you know to the exchange of knowledge mm-hmm. just in itself i think so yeah i think that's that's key and that's mm-hmm. community value community based as well mm-hmm. yeah well, tell the people where they can find you where are you at so we're located at four east charleston boulevard you know, Las Vegas, Nevada, mm-hmm. eight nine one zero four. If you want to come visit <laughs> okay. me, you know the full full the Addy, the full Addy. But we're in the Arts District, right next to God Flower Shop. Um, we're on the corner of Charleston and Main Street. Oh, so, you right there. Right you got there. Good, good real estate. Right did you pick there. that place? I did pick that place, <laughs> and it was actually y'all. Y'all can't miss it. You got if you don't trust me, you gonna you see, can it. see it. So, yeah, that's the biggest thing. You know, just trying to push everything forward and always keep on progressing. But what yeah, are your social handles? So on social media, you can find the store at Enrich Bodega. Um, you can find me at Kerr Winning. <laughs> <laughs> you have some events coming up. Come on, talk, share some about the Yes. Uh, so our, we have our first Slow Jam Sunday event happening. So Slow Jam Sunday is basically something that uh, I usually do at the shop by myself. Um, now you're inviting friends. Yep. So now I'm <laughs> inviting friends. Yep. So we usually we always play music for the plants. Because, uh, you know, it helps them it grow. Helps them it grow. does help them grow. Um, different frequencies. Um, it's actually funny that there's frequencies that happen all throughout, you know, your day that mm-hmm. you might not notice. But different frequencies inspire different things in people. Right. So that's why they do say that what you listen to and what you uh, everything that you that you um, consume is not necessarily, you know, edible. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. those frequencies you're consuming all day. Right. And so different R&B music has been what we've seen has the perfect frequency for the plants. So I'm an R&B guy myself. Um, so I put together, a, you know, a little playlist, a small little thing. Got some turntables. I'm going to turn for y'all. Okay. And you're doing it this coming Sunday? No. It'll actually be October 22nd. Okay, so that gives y'all for the for the slow listeners that gives y'all you know, some time, y'all, right? Y'all, you know, y'all that's what I'm saying. Y'all episode you got some time. behind by the time you get here. Yeah. You know. October twenty second. Yep, from one to six p.m. Okay. Yeah, October twenty second. So it'll be you know kind of filling this spot for your for your uh, your Sunday fun day. You feel okay. me? You know that I know the pools are closing down, but y'all can still come out and enjoy some solid weather. Yeah, you know, because it's still it's not gonna be freezing. It'll yeah. be nice and warm that day. They got a wine corner, light jacket. Yeah, we definitely got a. We de- it's definitely gonna be some libations there. We but gonna, it's gonna serve be some, a corking fee. Uh, yeah. Nah, I mean you know, entry is free, but the libations cost. So you know you yes. gotta pay for your food and drink. But outside of that, you know it's gonna be good vibes, good times, you know, with some good people. So okay. I'm excited to really. Uh, 
really share that time with the people because it's our two year anniversary at the same time. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you gonna play Tony Tony Tony? It's our anniversary. Uh, that's a good one. Yeah. But okay. I better hear Pretty one. Brown Eyes. Or I'm a. It's gonna be I'm gonna start fucking shit up. It's gonna oh, be no. so it's gonna be a nice selection though. Okay. Uh, some new R and B, some old R and B, some I think it's some um, some good stuff. I think okay. I got a pretty good ear. Um, okay. So I hope I everybody likes to likes to see it. Then we're gonna follow it up with the. With our Halloween party on October twenty yeah. eighth. Okay. Yeah. So that one is from uh, I want to say six to eleven. Okay. Yeah. This is exciting. This stuff. is. He, he has stuff. stuff. Like you said, yeah. you can learn anything <laughs> at the bodega. So you can learn how to start a business, learn operations about how to grow plants. Mm-hmm. A little bit of everything. Just everything. Planning events. Yeah. yeah. You oh, a wealth yeah. of knowledge. Yep. Oh, in November, if you need a turkey, come holler at us. You know, we always okay. give away about okay. 50 to 100, somewhere in between there. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. A turkey, a jacket drive. If you got jackets, gently use, drop them off. Can that one needs events. Food. He said canned food. Canned foods, too. Canned food. Personally, this is just my personal note. When you donate canned food, please make sure that they're the tops that you can pull and don't need. Yo, them. that's okay. a great yeah, cause point. Yeah, because we're giving the cans to people in need. Yeah. Great point. Most of the time, people are they're displaced they you know yeah. it's a great they're undomiciled yes. right so they don't have a can opener majority of the time so make sure the cans that you are donating are the cans that pop top yes I'm Smart. glad you I'm glad you said that and then they could use that as a weapon ma'am later. ma'am stop it ma'am stop ma'am. it you never know anyway it's that hard out here in these streets <laughs> I'm just saying it is do you have anything else for us going Man, I just want to say thank you guys for having me on the show. No uh, problem. Thank you. We appreciate no, it. Yeah. I learned a lot. That's what I'm saying. I had no idea you had a degree in marketing. I don't know why I thought it was some with a science. That's what I'm saying. I mean, exercise science is usually what athletes go into, but, uh, you know, I kind of wanted to go against the norm. And my mom definitely was not letting that slide. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it was a. Uh, it was cool, but no, I definitely appreciate you guys having me yes. on the show. I think this is dope that you guys, um, you know, do this. I hope to hear more episodes. Mm-hmm. You know, not enough, uh, not so far in between, right? Yes. So, no, nah. I'm not busy the rest of the year. I don't think. Yeah, That's we got saying. some episodes. I'm just only gonna miss one week. So I'm saying, go ahead, mass oh. producing things. Start I mean, pumping them out. The week, the week that you're missing is is their fault or his sister's fault? Yeah, it's her fault. Yeah. Well, she doing? What she got oh, I'm on? taking her on a cruise. Oh, November. <laughs> yeah. I feel you. How you getting her on a boat? I ain't never known her to do anything like that. Cause she wanted to do something. Oh, I feel you. It's gonna plan it out. Oh, it's, like, it's clearly it's not a surprise though. So no, she knows. She knows. She gonna, okay, she I knows. Did, she I sent her a text today. Said, "Did you get your luggage?" KK, you don't got luggage. Anyway, she all right, y'all. That's gonna wrap up this week's <laughs> episode. <laughs> Um, it has been a pleasure to have our yes. guest on the show today. Make sure you guys are following him on his socials at Adrian. Of course, you know, I will always have everything in our um, resource in guide and in our resource guide. Um, if there's anything that you want to put extra in the resource guide, just send it our way and we'll put it in there for you. So you have some, some little linky links to click on. Of course, make sure you guys are subscribing. I see I see that subscriber now going up. So y'all are doing what y'all supposed to. Y'all appreciate doing y'all homework. Um, I've been checking the, you know, the analytics or whatever. So I appreciate that. <laughs> tell your friends and then tell them to tell 10. Um, but continue to subscribe. Um, follow us on. Follow us on. Follow us on social media, y'all. It's yes. been two weeks. I'm a little rusty. Follow us on social media at Girl What's Up With That Pod. And we will see y'all next week. Yeah, we'll be here. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>